remember how to do this? No. You don't? I don't. You don't remember how? I don't remember. It's 6.51 a.m. Saturday, November the 17th, 2018. I'm Bill. I'm Diane. It's the Bill and Diane show. We've been away. We've been away. Where? We We have been away. Been away. We but I, I can't remember why we were away the well, first time. I was, uh, I was gone the first time. Oh, that's right. Oh, I, my gosh. I know. I know. Doesn't it feel like it's been like a month or something? It's yeah. Not, it's weird. Usually it feels like it's only been, you know, a couple of hours or yeah. something. So well, why were you away, Bo? I was away because I was getting together with my fellows. It was, we call it the Rocks Trip. But there are air quotes around the rock strip because the rock strip used to denote some sort of uh, major physical endeavor, like climbing a mountain or hiking into some alpine lake and camping and stuff like that. Now it's... I got myself a cup of coffee here and I'm going to take me a sip. Well, there's still some driving involved, although I didn't do any of it. Ah, ham and eggs. I rode in the backseat of Paul's car. Paul Julik, the famous photographer. You, you, yes, you know I do know the yes. famous photographer. Yes, everyone is illustrious now. They're like emeritus people, you know, Brad Stenberg, you know, the well-known writer and raconteur, and, and there's Ray Robertson, the guru of garlic, the, the uh, pounder of the skins, the, uh, there's Alan Hicks, the, the quintessential grandfather figure, with the, uh, and also a an emeritus uh, teacher of young people and giver of wisdom. There's Tim Vernon, the king of bacchanalian pleasures, <laughs> the bringer of the wine, as it were. And then, you know, and then there's you. There's me. I just sit in the corner and plunk on my guitar. <laughs> you don't but I've been practicing some, so I'm a little better at it. And uh, we get together and. We got together uh, at it, like this four-bedroom cabin on Patterson Lake up outside of Winthrop and uh, had our annual gathering, dragging our scrotums through the underbrush <laughs> and through the underbrush, as it were. So it was a great uh, chance to... That's amazing that you guys have been getting together ever since college. That's really amazing. Yeah, well, yeah, it is amazing. And it's uh, absolute pleasure, and it's like we haven't been away. But it's a meeting, you know. We get together and we talk about what's been happening in the last year, and we uh, we might uh, hoist a few uh, in the process. And we ate some great food, and just had enjoyed our time with each other, and did some fishing, rode around the lake a little bit, did a little bit of hiking, although I think uh, me and the big guy kind of were the first to decide, nope, yeah, I think we're going to just head back to the, head back to the cabin, because we all have our, uh, you know, respective physical complaints. But that is one of the things that makes it even more special to yeah, me, is uh, that you have come from vigorous youth and to yeah and then we sit around and discuss our various ailments <laughs> into the wee small hours and you think that that has not been the the uh, situation for many generations i'm sure it has i'm sure it has but anyway there's a a great uh, sense of 
continuity and resonance getting together with those guys. So it was totally fun. So that was two weekends ago. That's why we didn't do a show two Saturdays ago. And last weekend was my mother's memorial. Right. Held down in Portland at my brother's church. Yeah. And what to say about that? I mean, it's... It went off just as they wanted it to. It was yeah. really a nice uh, ceremony. Uh, Beautifully we... decorated oh, with man. these roses that were a, a real pale creamy yellow that almost looked like candlelight it was just beautiful it was and everything was just done really nicely and my mom was able to come with us and uh, so it was another resonant experience it's i spent the most most of that weekend crying (laughs) um but not from sorrow so much as That's the thing I've been finding about my sorrow about my mom's passing is is it's very much transformed into just a feeling of gratitude. And so my tears come more from being touched and overwhelmed by the good fortune of my life to have been around all these people. You know, my, my mom, by the time she passed away most of her friends had predeceased her and and certainly a lot of family members so there was only one family member from her generation that's still alive my aunt shirley who came to the memorial service despite her own physical conditions um that might have stopped she's, her she's 91 did you say yeah that's what i th- think I figured out. I think she's 91. And she is uh, she has poor sight and and is on a walker, but she she came out. She, Still looks beautiful. Yeah, she seemed quite vibrant. Yeah. You know? And a couple of her children were there. We have my cousin Debbie and uh, my cousin Craig. Yeah. And Debbie was my role model when I was a little girl so uh, it was quite wonderful to have her there and you know speaking of resonance from the past you know I I think that that was part of the reason why I was so emotional during that whole time too is because there are people from my history that I hadn't seen in years I I don't think I've seen my aunt surely since my father died which was 20 years ago um, and I don't think that I've seen Debbie for, I don't know, I've seen her since my father died, I think. But you'd seen but, her. You'd met, oh, at the hospital. At the hospital, yeah. yeah. But that was probably about seven years ago. Right. Man, and then, there was, and then that, there was that lady that you hadn't seen since... Uh, Betty Ely. Betty Ely, yeah. She was my mother's maid of honor at her... I didn't even know she was still alive, and uh, she must have seen it in the obituary. Got together with uh, her, I mean, I, I should say got together on email with her daughter, Laurel, who I used to sunbathe with in uh, at Cannon Beach. Whenever the, the Elys would come and visit my parents, I would be on the side of the house with Laurel, and we would just chat away, and back in the days when we did sort of, you know, sunbathe. 
Sunbathing. Wow. Yeah. Anyway, but it was fascinating because after the service, uh, she sent uh, Laurel sent me some amazing photos yeah. of my grandmother, my mother's mother. And I hadn't realized, I always knew that Betty Ely was somewhat related to my mom, but I didn't know how. Yeah. And so Laurel kind of filled me in on that, and they are vaguely related, um, but mostly uh, not through blood, but through my step-grandfather. Uh-huh. Um, and fascinating to hear the stories and, uh, and all that. And a couple of those photos could have come out of National Geographic or something. Then they're they're sitting around that table. Yeah, in Belgium. In Belgium. Yeah. Yeah. I just think that's so cool that these photos that I you've know. never seen before. Well, uh, just think of all the photos in oh, your yeah. life that uh, that you've never seen of you. You yeah. know that some that somebody else has in their right. possession. <laughs> Quite. But, um, and of course my. Cousin Richard and Cindy came, and as always, were the staunch supporters of of us during that time, and and of course my beloved brother, um, and Mary and Eric were planning and executing the whole affair too. Yeah, and I thought so. it went off just—it was just really lovely. It was lovely. You you played, yeah, raise your heart and plays song. I actually spoke. I can't believe I did it in some ways, but I I always thought I can't I can't speak. You know, probably for my father's funeral I would not have been able to, but for my mom's I I just felt like you know people know I've lost my mom, and if I could just I think that having the memorial service be sometime after her death right. rather than right upon the first hearing of it um, allowed me because when Gary first asked me whether I would want to speak I said no but as the time passed and I had my own rituals of how to how to pass through the grief myself I started feeling stronger to be able to speak and I had read uh, written a letter to my mom for her 80th birthday that I had rediscovered in this little writing desk that she had had. And and I thought, man, I really wrote the way I felt about my mom and that how I saw her. And I thought that would be a good eulogy. So when the time came, um, I told Gary that that was what I would like to read. And... He found it in the writing desk and sent me a scan, and and I was able to uh, read it at the service. And it was really important for me to do that, I think. I thought you carried it out very well. Even though I did cry during the yeah. during the reading of it. But, but it wasn't like you were... Yeah, which is what I thought I would yeah. do at the beginning. Nobody would be able to understand what you were saying. I don't know, I feel like... My path through grief on this has been quite beautiful. Yeah. I mean, I, I have felt like there's a beauty in all of the, the passages of grief with this. Yeah. And I don't know if it's just because I'm older or just because I've found the things that give me comfort 
or all of the above. Probably it's all of the above. Yeah, I think it probably is. But so that's happening. That's why we weren't. That's yeah. why there's been a couple of weeks since we've done a Bill and Diane show, and we've got our Dave Poleski painting hanging in our living room now. We just picked it up. Yeah, we just picked it up, and it just uh, it just got a spot that's perfect, and everything is groovy and. I had a good show on Thursday night with my friend Kelly Murphy up at the C&B Coffee Company, and that was totally fun. Yeah, we've time. been on the move quite a bit. Yeah, and then we had, of course, we had had this cold for the last couple <laughs> of weeks as well. Yeah, that's... That's been our kind of our companion, our traveling companion uh, <laughs> through most of these... Although it was, it was a very the... forgiving cold. Yeah, it was I a mean, fairly it's... minor cold, but it was it's kind of, you know... Hanging on in kind of yeah. an annoying manner, but <laughs> not in any way that's really debilitating. And I, you know, I didn't have it for the rock strip. It was the Monday after I got back from the rock strip that I woke up with a sore throat. And then I. And then by the time we were headed down to Portland, I had gifted the sore throat to Diane. You know, I thought. Let's be in this together. Let's be in this together. Let's. I don't want to hoard. You know, I didn't want to bogart the. Pardon me, I'm having another drink of coffee. The sickness. Uh, so I was able to. You. Boy. Pass it on to Diane. It's good coffee. Who knows who we passed it on to? <laughs> exactly. <in our> <laughs> exactly. Yes. It's been a uh, challenging and uplifting and uh, invigorating and uh, de- debilitating and uh, <laughs> uh, uh, an expensive energy that was pretty much well worthwhile in all directions that it went. And now I'm very happy to be looking forward to a weekend with not much traveling yeah. although you're going to travel a bit today oh, just a little bit yeah my mom is up visiting her friend olive uh olive reefland whose husband bob who i've known since i was a little kid recently passed away a few weeks ago and so my mom is staying with her for a few days and i'm going to take her back down to tacoma and your morning. mom came to the memorial service with us which was really wonderful yeah yeah it was good <laughs> to have my mom along because she really likes all those people. She really likes Richard and Cindy, I know. Yeah. Richard and Cindy are like, they're like anchors, you know. They're like those kind of anchor people. You know you're going to have a good visit when you get together with Richard and Cindy. So I was happy that we could get together with them just by chance on the last morning and we were in Portland. That's kind of a summing up of the experience. I, I always think of this... Wonder Years episode that I really loved the Wonder Years when it was on and I've watched it since uh, through the the joys of being able to revisit these old programs. Yeah. Um, never thought it would, you know, when when these things used to be on, you you felt like that was your chance where you could watch the reruns, you know, but now uh, you can watch things like this just ordering it up yeah <laughs> and uh they had what excuse me i'm still uh i get these <laughs> moments snurfling we're snurfling a little bit yeah, of snurfling it's weird we can take a break if you need to like blow no or something. that's okay, okay. All right. but it was a, a a show about a funeral of a distant relative for kevin and his family and everybody was feeling a little resentful of even having to go uh, but the grandfather was saying you must go to these, and 
and it had all the the aspects of a funeral the you know people that you might not even really know that well and but all these people that have some connection to you and it was talking about how important that was so that's one of the things that the wonder years captured i think better than most programs is that kind of interfamily resentment, um, the kind of the burden of having to go and do a thing, and you know we don't really want to go, but we have to go because you know you kind of have you know that's just kind of the sense of obligation that supersedes any anything else. And then at the event, something will happen that causes it to have been worthwhile to go, or or surprises somebody in some way. And I remember so many instances in my life that were very much like that, where. You know, you went because it's a family thing and you kind of, you know, have to, but then something happens at it that's, that makes it worthwhile kind of, you know, after you've kind of expelled the resentment part of it and you're there, then you can really well, take something back from it, you know. I, when I was at my, my mom's funeral, I was actually thinking about a lot of the other funerals that I've been to within my family and... Obviously, I thought of my father's funeral, but I also thought about my Uncle Robert's, and I wasn't able to go to my Uncle George's because he lived in New York. But just thinking about my grandparents' funerals, my you know, all these times where this group of people got together, and marriages and funerals are the things, you know. And... It gives a continuity. It's it really is a interesting thing to have that continuity. But when I was with my cousin Debbie, I had all these flashbacks to, like a conversation we had. I had when we were kids. I remember conversations I had with her, and uh, you know, it's just interesting to have your life revisited through these experiences. So. Well, personally, I look forward to to more chances to see uh, Debbie and is it Mark was her the gentleman she was. Yeah, with? well, my cousin Mark is actually in Seattle. Yeah. Oh, you meant uh, her partner, yeah. Mark? Yeah. yeah. And also Richard and Cindy, and you know, they're good people. Yeah. Yeah. So there you have it. You're all caught up. Yeah, you know. Now we're back into our normal kind of, you know, just kind of run-of-the-mill kind of day following day. <laughs> what are you talking about? I don't know. Yeah. Now we're going into the Thanksgiving time. I know. It's the holidays. Wow. We're going down here? to Tacoma yeah. on Thursday. My kids are going to be with their mom and, and her mom, who has uh, moved up to Everett. And so my kids are going to be... With that family for Thanksgiving, which is great, and we're going to be with my mom and my sister and her her kids for Thanksgiving, which will be fun. I'm looking forward to it. Low impact holidays. Here's to low impact holidays. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And we've got a little music for you this morning from uh, one of our favorite uh, groups, who uh, came into consciousness uh, about was that two years ago. Gosh, I have no idea now. Yeah. How did we hear about them initially? From Cat, of course. Was it from Cat? And they were coming to town. They were playing yeah. at the Finney Neighborhood Center. Cat was saying, you've got to go. Okay. 
I mean, any time that Kat says, you have got to go see this person, I have always gone to see that You've person. You've always done it? If I've, if I've been free, I do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, this group has opened the door for three. They're just really good players, and they were very inspirational to me, and that's, I think, that's why it occurred to me we should play some more of their music, um, because of what Karen Lane yeah. had said about my song, Will You Come Away, after the show on Thursday. I didn't quite hear what she said. I, what did she say? I don't know. I can't remember exactly. But she was just talking about how that she really liked the simplicity of it and how when you can capture a particular rhythm and uh, rep repetitive patterns that have a certain rhythm to them, it makes the simplicity really... The simplicity can really propel the song in a particular way. I can't remember exactly how she put it, but it was eloquent. Much more eloquent than me. But anyway, I was recounting to her how that song had been partly inspired by our going to see Open the Door for Three. And just there's some kind of a quality uh, in that music that I was trying to create some kind of a facsimile of in the song. So, <sighs> it's good to be back. It is it's good, good to be home again. It is good to be home. Mm -hmm. 